Welcome to Heels in the Courtroom, a podcast about successfully navigating law and life, featuring the women trial attorneys at the Simon Law Firm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. I am Amy Gunn, and today I am joined by Megan Crow, Mary Simon, and Elizabeth McNulty. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hey. Hi. So we are nearing the end of 2022 and thought it would be a wonderful time to do a little reflection. And as often is the case, when you look back over the year or two or 10, you look at the good times and the bad times. And we thought it would be a good exercise to say what was the best part of 2022 and what was the worst part of 2022. And a lot of it came back to obviously our job and the work that we do. But then there are also bigger things in life, believe it or not, bigger things in life than your job. So we kind of opened it up to looking at your life as a whole. What were the best parts of that this year and some of the not so good parts of that this year? Megan, would you like to go first? Sure, sure. I think the first thing that comes to my mind for the high of my year in a professional context is having three trials in three months and winning two of them. So that was a really exciting, although crazy time in my life, but it was a high to me when I look back on it because although it was exhausting and stressful at times, it was so fun. And doing three trials kind of back to back made me feel more addicted to trial work and really enjoy what I do. And it made me really grateful for the job that I have. And it was really exciting to just learn new things. Every single trial I did, I learned something new about myself, about the practice. I took away things that I wanted to do differently or better next time. And it was just a really great experience. And so that definitely stands out as a high. I think something in my personal life that has been a high this year is most of my group of friends are lawyers. We all were in the same law school class. And anyone who's in the position of recently graduating law school knows it's kind of difficult to navigate having a personal and professional life when you're first starting practice. And I feel like this year, now we're all three years out, we really hit our groove with being able to have a social life and connect with each other and make more memories and have more good times outside of work. Because I feel like for the first couple years, it was challenging to see each other and make time for each other because we were all very invested in our new careers, which is understandable. But I feel like I have been able to better balance my work life and my personal life, hanging out with my friends and my family a lot better than I have before. So I consider that a high. And then one that kind of combines personal and professional life is I was asked to join as a coach for my alma mater law school's mock trial team. So that was exciting. And I'm really looking forward to doing that starting in in the new semester. So that one, again, it's an extracurricular, but it also is in the field of law. So it kind of combines personal and professional. So it's been a pretty good year for me, but that does not mean that it hasn't been without its challenges. I think something that's been a low point this year has been being challenged more in work and doing things for the first time that I didn't know how to do that are very stressful and challenging. And I think that can sometimes be overwhelming to me. And so dealing with a really tough motion that I've never written before or dealing with really challenging opposing counsel interactions 
these are things that I kind of had to learn how to navigate for the first time this year. And it really brought me some challenging moments in my career this year. And there were definitely times when I had thoughts of, why am I doing this? How do I keep going? How do I get through this? I guess there's not really one singular moment that stands out as the lowest or the worst of the year. But when I reflect on the year, some of the lowest I've felt is when I've been really challenged and had to navigate something new. And I think that's A theme that we've talked about on this podcast before is whenever we're doing something new for the first time, it can be really stressful. And I feel like I encountered that a lot this year. But I know that having gotten through it and lived to see the other side, as hard as it might have felt during it, it has made me a better practitioner. Megan, I I love that introspection. I love that you've kind of taken the scope of the year and really picked out things that you've learned from and things that you want to work on next year. And I love the trial team. I think you're going to really enjoy that. The mentoring part of that is going to be so rewarding. And I know you know that, but I'm really excited for you for that. Thank you. Mary, what do you think? So it's so interesting to think about this because to your point, Megan, I can't specifically identify one low, which is a good thing, but something that goes hand in hand with my high, if you will, is the low came with more responsibility and with more responsibility comes less time. I hate the weeks where I have my whole list set out of everything I'm going to get done with. And then I'm the person who can answer all of the questions that arise that week. It's a blessing because that means I'm in a position where I'm trusted to make decisions. But then it's hard when the things that I wanted to really focus on, I didn't get to spend as much time on those in the time frame that I wanted to, which inevitably led to some later nights, earlier mornings, work on weekends, things like that. But that's just part of how it goes. I mean, it's not all year, but it comes in waves, as you all know. So I would say that my low is more of a feeling for me, which is it felt like I wasn't productive. And it's not that I wasn't productive. It's just that I wasn't productive in the specific things that I wanted to accomplish in that time frame. And unfortunately, it just that's just not how it goes sometimes. But it's also leading into, you know, my high of the year is I feel like this year my confidence in myself grew tenfold. I know that I have the authority to make decisions in my professional life and in my personal life. And I don't know if part of that is just, you know, for anyone listening to this who is kind of where I'm at in my practice, I have a 17-month-old, almost 18-month-old daughter. And I, I just feel like in the last year, there's been so many times where I just confidently made a quick decision that was on her behalf. And it's like, yeah, I'm her mom. I know exactly what she needs or to say this. And it just spills over into your professional life of, if I can do all this, I absolutely know the answer to this question or how I'm going to answer this question. There was just less doubt. And I hope I can carry that over even into next year. But really looking back, there were so many things that I wasn't doing for the first time, Megan, but that I was doing for the first time without, you know, communication or collaboration with another person. And that is a big success to me. It doesn't mean that I don't pick up the phone when I need to. It just means that those phone calls were a little bit less this year. I encourage anybody who's listening right now to just know that no matter where you're at, like if you're in your first or second year of practice, by year five, there's actually a ton of progress and growth that you make in that time. So to just feel optimistic in that regard. But also, I can't not mention the fact that we got to bring our podcast to Arizona. 
I mean, that still blows my mind. I think that that is one of the most major accomplishments, not only of this year, but of our firm since its inception. Honestly, I think that it's just amazing. So if anyone hasn't listened to those episodes yet, please go listen to them. It was just a blast. Elizabeth. One of the things that I'm probably most proud of accomplishing this year is growing more in, I'd say, like my professional adjacent life. So things outside of like actual like casework. So I was elected to be president elect of a women's lawyers group here in St. Louis. So the Women Lawyers Association of Greater St. Louis. So I'm really excited about that opportunity and that kind of leadership role for next year. Just kind of growing my network has been something that was always kind of the scary part of being an adult for me. It's not something that like when I think about it, that I enjoy doing it. So I kind of have to push myself outside of my comfort zone to kind of get in there and do the work. And once I'm there, I enjoy it. But it's something that certainly doesn't come as naturally to me as other things in my life. So that was a high point in my year. I also got more involved with the Missouri Bar Association. I'm involved in something called Leadership Academy, which is something for younger lawyers to kind of get more involved in the Missouri Bar, which is an interesting way to meet more lawyers across the state. I'm not from Missouri, so I don't have like those natural roots. And I went to Wash U, so I don't have a ton of law school classmates in the state. So it's been a really interesting way to get involved more. So I'm really excited about those kind of professional adjacent accomplishments and things that I'll put more work into, like Mary, the podcast is something I also consider to be not exactly like part of my professional life, but like it still obviously touches on it. So going to Arizona was a really cool experience and meeting people across the country who have the same kind of stories that we do, I think makes these moments like more enjoyable. And I often forget like there are other people listening to this and that like it makes them feel, I don't know, more confident in their roles at work or relatable that they're not the only ones going through those struggles. And I think that that helps us too, knowing that we see that in each other, but there are also like hundreds and probably thousands of women that are experiencing similar things that we do. So I think that that is something that has been a really cool thing. And I never really imagined it once I was invited to join the podcast. So I'm really appreciative of that experience. And I hope that it encourages other women to find groups like we have and just sit and talk about the things that they're going through. Because I do think that that really helps. A high in my personal life this year. I um, got a puppy. So that has been really exciting and somewhat challenging, but it's super fun. A low in my year, not exactly like the lowest of lows, I'm sure, but something that happened more recently is we had like four or five cases going to trial, like in the fall. We worked them all up. We prepared them all to go to trial and none of them went. So they all resolved before, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's kind of a weird feeling. And especially the most recent one, it settled the day before. It was the one that was over the holiday. And so it's just kind of an anticlimactic feeling. I'm sure you've all experienced it before, but it was the first time it had really happened to me where we got that close to trying it and like you're all ready and like then it just doesn't happen, which is like a bittersweet feeling because like obviously it's a good result, but like you kind of want the experience of going to trial. I mean, that's why we do what we do, but you know, it was a good result. So it's not all bad. It was just kind of, for me, kind of bummed me out. This will make you laugh, Elizabeth. The last time that I had that happen to me, I went over to my mom's house because my daughter was over there and I thought, well, 
closing the laptop, you know, time to come up for air. And I went to my mom's house to surprise her and my daughter and said, my case settled. And my mom's response was, that's so great. Don't you feel like you did all that work for nothing? <laughs> that, was the first, that was the first thing she said. And I just, it is that I know exactly what you're saying. All of us know, and we know it's not for nothing, but we also, we know what that feeling is of, man, I just, you know, didn't sleep for the last two weeks and I don't get to go stand in the courtroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's that bittersweet, but no, we all appreciate what you're saying. I'm sure all other trial lawyers who are listening to this knows exactly the feeling that you're saying, but it's also funny to hear it come out of someone else's mouth. But <laughs> I knew you would all appreciate that. <laughs> I hope our listeners did as well. <laughs> Well, I'm going to fudge a little bit on the rules, which was the best and worst of this year, 2022, just by a few months. Between August of 21 and June of 22, I tried four cases to verdict, and they were not small cases. And I wasn't alone, certainly, but on trial teams and leading a few of those to verdict, And that really falls into the best and the worst, doesn't it? Because as Elizabeth, as you were saying, gosh, we try cases. That's what we want to do. And I continue to want to do that, but never again for in 10 months. Like I just, I don't want to do that. And I will, if I have to, like we're never going to not show up when we need to show up. But what that did was by the end of June of this year, I was a mess just looking back on the nonstop. And in between there, we'd worked up a couple more cases that did settle. And I was thankful for that. So I had a little bit of respite. And then in October of 22, Liz and I had four cases set in five weeks. And because of COVID, and I know that a lot of this has happened because of COVID holdovers, and we're going to get these cases done for our clients to, to our physical detriment, but we weren't going to give up any of those trial dates. And I had real good confidence that we could get them worked up and get them tried or get them settled. And all four settled. They didn't get pushed. They didn't get kicked. We didn't give up. All four got worked up and settled to really good results. And I was, again, best and worst because I got back from a trip for a conference. My husband and I got to travel to Italy and we extended it for a few days. I got back from Italy, got COVID the same week. And I had one week to prepare for a trial that was going to start. I had done a lot of work beforehand, but I'm getting this case worked up at home with COVID, trying to negotiate it staying very strong to our belief what it should settle for and up to the last minute just sticking to our guns and it settled for it and that was so powerful and I'm thinking to myself girl you just traveled internationally got COVID got a case ready and settled it for the most you could get essentially how awesome is that and then I just thought I can't do this anymore As wonderful as that moment was, not only can't I do it, I don't want to. I don't want to do this anymore. That was fleeting because what I know about myself and what I've learned over the years is you just have to rest. You just have to rest. So looking back, that's the weird mix of best and worst being really the same thing, which is 
trials and working cases up for trial and getting cases done and resolved. Aside from that, looking at a larger scope of life, my father passed away in April. So that was happening all at the same time. In fact, I had settled a case on Friday that was supposed to start on Monday. And my father died on Sunday. And I thought, wow. I mean, I was supposed to be in trial the next day had it not settled two days before. And obviously, I would have not tried that case that day. But it just kind of makes you wonder how much of the universe is really like... (laughs) how much of this is working? And I mean, I know I'm not terribly spiritual or, but I do believe, you know, there's got to be something working around out there. But the other thing was a realization was I went home that week. I mean, I got in the car Sunday morning when my mother called me and drove home and stayed there for the entire week. And it was kind of a blessing because I didn't have anything on the calendar because of I had all had it set aside for trial Then in a low moment, later during the trials we had the end of May and into June, I remember telling my husband, this is so hard to admit and so strange, but one of the best weeks that I have had this year was the week being at home for my father's funeral. And that was so hard to even admit or to say out loud because you know, what's the message there? And you dissect it and you say, at least I said to myself was, I put everything else away. I truly put everything else away and focused on my mother and my family and making those arrangements and trying to deal with that loss and figure out how to cope with losing a parent. But I still am a little bit unsure what to do with that knowledge of myself. But I think our job in reflecting like this is not only just to share these experiences and hope that our listeners can feel not so alone. We've always said that's one of the goals of our podcast is to make our listeners feel like they're not alone out there in in many of the aspects of their lives, whether it's professional or personal, but also to learn something about ourselves. And talking through this, I am going to still work on this notion of, am I really unhappy in this job? I know the answer is no, but is there a way not to have so much stress and so much anxiety and just so busy all the time that you can enjoy your life apart from, you know, shutting it all down for a week? You know what, Amy, when I hear you talking, it makes sense that that was the best and worst week in some respect of 2022. I think in regards to, you know, why we do this and the importance of it is obviously you don't get the lows without the highs and you don't get the highs without the lows. I mean, that is completely woven within every single thing that all of us have said today. But maybe it's funny the way that I'm going to phrase this to Amy Gunn, but I'm going to challenge Amy Gunn. (laughs) Bring it. To maybe try the part that felt so good to really just be at your mom's house, even if it's not at your mom's house, the part that allowed you to just be still in that Mm -hmm. and be present. You know, 
everything else is just going to keep moving as it's supposed to move. If you need to be a part of a conversation, someone will try to hunt you down and get a hold of you and you can still delegate it to someone else. Like you're at the point that you can do that with anything. So it's practice, I think, to recognize the power and what that week was to you. And when you were saying you weren't sure what it meant moving forward or how to implement that, maybe if you see an opportunity in the future to have that sort of uninterrupted presence with another person or in a space even by yourself or in a time frame where you're not having to think about work, just try to do it. Try to be as present then as you were there. And you might just realize that the so what's going to happen it might not be anything that's too bad that you can actually do that. And I think that goes to show of how far you've come in your career. You know, some of us have had the experience of watching you in your career longer than others, but watching you literally get to a point where the things that are so stressful and are so time consuming in those lows of the year, if you will, you might be in a position to tamp down some of that low whatever that low is now, you've been practicing law for enough time that I feel comfortable giving you full permission <laughs> to lower that if you need to. Well, thank so, you. you know. Thank you. Because it's funny how, you know, I'm like, I do what I want. I know who I am. I have all the confidence in the world. And all that is true. But it's still nice to hear almost permission from those around you. Like, it's okay, girl. It's okay. No one's going to be terribly upset with you if you don't show up here or if you don't say yes to this request. And I know that in my heart of hearts, I know that, but it still feels a little bit like I'm letting somebody down if I don't say yes, or if I don't agree, or if I'm not happy enough or smiling enough or whatever the situation requires. But what it has also shown me is like, I do not need any more responsibility. I don't want it. There's a time in your life where you're gathering it and y'all are there. You're gathering it. You embrace it. You want it because it lifts you up. It allows you to be accomplished. It's what we always say, you know, it's an opportunity to shine. All it is, is embracing responsibility. I'm done with responsibility other than what I have to do. And I have been very critical this year with what I spend my time on. And that part of that is from the pandemic. Coming out of the pandemic, you drop some things. Do you miss it? Uh, the answer is hell no, mostly no. Miss very little. And, you know, then you have to ask yourself, why do you miss it? And do you really miss it? Is it worth it? There's a cost benefit that goes to it, which is silly. When I look at best and worst of the year, it really is, even as I'm talking right now, some of this is things that I haven't really thought through. It's a really good exercise, y'all. I appreciate you for, or all of us for kind of going through it. And, and I think our listeners, it's, it's not really fun sometimes because you have to sit there and think about, like we said earlier, like who wants to think about the bad stuff? But Mary, as you said, if you're not recognizing the bad, then you're probably not recognizing the good in its context. Right. I'm so excited to talk to some of my girlfriends from law school and go get a glass of wine and sit down and talk about our highs and lows of the year. It's interesting. Yeah. It's just I highly encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast to do the same because it really gets you thinking and reflecting and it kind of gives you something to look forward to as well. Yes. Well, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Heels in the Courtroom. I think the takeaway from today's episode is pretty darn obvious. Take a moment to think about your personal highs and lows, your professional highs and lows, and what it says about you and what you can learn about yourself and how you can plan for next year based on that reflection. So happy holidays, everybody, and we'll see you next year. Amy, Liz, Erica, Mary, Elizabeth, and Megan would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts to comments at heelsinthecourtroom.law and check out other legal podcasts in the Simon Law Firm Library. The Jury is Out with John Simon focuses on lifelong learning to elevate your practice. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.